comedic amount of shoes being thrown at a murderous leprechaun <laughs> and your strategy for keeping him there is to get him to shine shoes. That's fucking genius. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? I am Doug the Clicker Wagner for some reason. (laughs) That just went dark with it. I went really dark with it. Doug the Clicker Wagner coming to you. We're happy to be with you. Uh, we got a great show. We are going to talk a little Last of Us on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Also going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum and talk a little about the (laughs) 1993 movie the leprechaun the smash hit the leprechaun crushing box office numbers um so we're going to talk a little bit about that but you might notice this week that there is only two of us and that is well, first off just we'll wait a minute to rest in peace moment of silence for brian roush don't rest in peace of <laughs> who is living his best life in i tried to do the bait and switch for brian roush if you didn't hear you heard it here first um sorry friends and family wow you didn't what a terrible know. way to find out the news on this podcast in yeah. that bait and switch format uh, yeah that'd be terrible yeah. um brian is with his family enjoying yeah. a well-earned and well-deserved vacation yeah. at disney world uh uh, they did Animal Kingdom yesterday. Sounds mm-hmm. like it was a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. They're doing Magic Kingdom today. So we will probably have more to report next week about his trip. Um, the fact that he drove 20 hours is ridiculous. In a van, That's crazy. I mean, I've driven eight hour trips before, but I've not crossed into double digits yeah. before. So yeah. uh, here's a like tip of the hat to Brian Roush for uh, just doing the most. To commit to that drive from Chicago to Florida. Orlando, yeah. Orlando, right? Yeah. That's that's a that with a family, mind yeah. you. Not just yeah. your family, but then like there's two additional people, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, it was Maggie and then Maggie's sister. Right. So yeah, yeah that is that's kudos to y'all. Cause I think my family, we would have tried to tear each other head off. I don't I don't know. And they drove through Ooh. the night. But that's you know what? It's not the drive, it's yeah. the commitment that we drove through the night. Because Oof. even I, like if we had to do like a 14 hour trip, I would draw the line at, Hey, Brittany, this is the line. Like we're not, or if we had to do a a 20 hour drive, it would be, no, we're stopping and sleeping somewhere. Like for sure. We have to, because kids are going to need to get out of the car. I'm going to need to shut my eyes. Mm -hmm. You're going to need to shut your eyes. That's where I draw the line. So Brian's a champion, I think to, to kind of go to this part. So. He made it. He made it through the night. He's got some playlists. I, what I'm most interested to hear is he's he's given us updates in the chat, right? He did. And so yeah. I forgot what his playlist was through the night. It was the no skips playlist. It was yeah. So we should we should like so we should put that on our Patreon. We should put that playlist on our Patreon for anybody yeah. that may need that for a big drive coming up or for anything really. Because well, yeah, he honestly. had some he had some bangers on there. Like he had. He he gave us an update a few days ago where he was like, uh, "Beyonce's Lemonade is a yeah. no skips." Yeah. Um, he also would like isolate some of these down to 
um like other ones he was like my chemical romance has yeah, one skip one. uh so he would do some good ones so we'll have to get the full rundown for him yeah brian um, makes a good playlist play. by the way he, he he makes a good he made like two really good playlists he really did. like throwback playlist so he shout did. out to brian roush man absolutely shout out to brian roush but more importantly marcus lucky charms destin mm-hmm. how are you doing sir what's going on with you it's a good day it's a heavy it's a lot of monday i was talking about i'm not gonna talk about it on air but i was talking with doug about just mondays when a monday really feels like a monday when it comes to the work not like the feeling because the sun was out today so for yes me, i was kind of like oh okay like the sun is out like that felt a little good. like uh felt a little like superman today it was just i really <laughs> just really basted and went and just took a deep breath and was like oh fuck i just i haven't seen a patch of grass in eons uh, so yeah um it was good like weather wise it was like good to see the sun and look out the window and see that but work wise it was one thing after another as soon as yep. i got to campus and it was like oh we but we here now we, like literally i don't think i had a meeting right after work for another thing and then came home made me some eggs and then started getting ready for the podcast like that's no incredible style. that's yeah. incredible and Roman Myers know, we're gonna get you that playlist and anybody that wants to be like Roman Myers and communicate with us and talk with us you can join our Patreon family and become a producer of the show Roman Myers um, in different capacities is always a huge part of the show of this experience that we got going on here and we want you to be able to do that too so don't forget hit us in the link in the bio on any of our socials at films in black and white except for twitter which is at films underscore w films b underscore w and hit the link in the bio it'll take you directly there support an independent podcast today absolutely yeah but how was your day dude uh similar like where it was just kind of like a oh jeepers this is a lot today Um, and so, but it was good. It was a good, we had one weekend where we didn't go anywhere, which was really nice. So we were able to sort of like just cap catch up around stuff around the, uh, around the house was a good, uh, good weekend. Um, I'm trying to talk Brittany into right now, like for us to take a, like adults only vacation. Mm. And what I mean by that is a vacation fans children like in september so we're trying to like figure that out um so i did a very fun put together a whole little presentation i got the kids involved in the presentation today it was a lot of fun so we did that so more to come if we actually end up deciding to take that trip um but i'm excited about it just the prospect of it'll be good to so give me like your dream dream trip like money is not an issue where would you go for your adult only vacation and how long would it be like that also matters too i think if it were my dream vacation money's Mm -hmm. no object i would i think the destination would still be the same i think we would just like take a little bit more time and fly so right now what i'm pitching is for us to go to hawaii for like six days Mm. but doing it like on a budget like staying in an airbnb like maybe not renting a car for the whole time like that type of stuff like because we've been looking at, I've been looking at everything and putting together a whole spreadsheet. Oh, and by the way, if you need help planning a vacation, for some reason, this is that, a calling. Is the, the I yeah. love to plan stuff out. Um, and so that's kind of what we look at. If money's no object, we're not going to scrimp. Like we'll stay in a nice hotel. Sure. We'll get like a shuttle to and from. Like we just won't scrimp. We'll stay like maybe 12 days to really enjoy and take the most of it. Um, but yeah, that's what we're is looking that, at. Is that... Okay, so then I have to ask you, like, yeah, if taking the the uh, Airbnb route, right, is that part of the experience for you? Like, if like is roughing it, like when we went to we did our road trip to L.A., 
mm-hmm. part of the experience of LA and the whole entire trip was roughing it in some sketchy hotels sometimes and yeah. then being in better hotels. Do you think that like plays a part to the trip or is that kind of something like I can bite the bullet on this end to enjoy something else on the other end? To me, if I get to spend six days, if I get to spend six days in a tropical Vista without my children, just my wife and I, yeah. I will do whatever's necessary lodging wise to okay. be able to like take it easy. Okay. So yeah. for me, that doesn't bother me. And here's mm-hmm. the other thing. I also think there's something to be said for any vacation I'm on, like roughing it. And mm-hmm. like, if I'm with, if I'm in that environment, like it's, the basement boys plus Doug Wagner. Yeah. Like I'm staying wherever you all tell me. And I'm sure. sort of, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the improv approach to that trip, which is mm-hmm. yeah. And what, then what, yeah. like, then yeah. what are we doing? Like yeah. I, cause yeah. you kind of just have to ask, ask no questions, but if this is a, like we as a married couple are going somewhere to relax and escape for a little while, mm-hmm. I want it to be a little bit more organized. If that, I agree. Sense. I yeah. agree. Nope. That, yep. That absolutely yeah. makes sense. Awesome. That's good. Um, yeah. But gentlemen, but Marcus, not mm-hmm. gentlemen, just Marcus today. Still just a me. gentleman, but just Marcus. Um, we have a whole podcast to get to, and it starts with playing Catch That Quotable. Catch That Quotable. Yes, silky sounds of Lucky Charms Destin uh, in, your, in your ears. <laughs> Sounds like um, an old blues singer, Lucky Charms Destin. <laughs> old Lucky Charms Destin used Lucky to Charms play, sold used to play with the devil two, to play the used banjo. to play with two banjos. Um, <laughs> Back in my day. Um, so, Marcus, are you ready for this week's quote? I'm ready. This week it comes from Roman Myers is back in our quote queue. And here is what we have. So time moves quickly. Just think yesterday you were a farm boy. Today you are a hero. Tomorrow you may see us together again. Oof. Okay. All right. I'll read it one more time. Time moves quickly. Just think yesterday you were a farm boy. Today you are a hero. Tomorrow, you may see us together again. Okay. So for some reason, the first thing that comes to mind is Hercules. Okay. Um, okay. But he wasn't a farm boy necessarily. So mm-hmm. that's what's kind of, you know, zero to hero. That yep. that was the first thing that immediately went through my head. Yeah. This is giving me um, Star Trek vibes. Mm. This is giving me, and not like most recent Star Trek. This is giving me like. Star Trek, like search for Spock vibes, like it's oh. giving me like old school Star Trek, like vibes. Captain Kirk. Yeah, mm. Kirk was from. I mean, uh, William Shat- like William Shatner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. This could be okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, like TV show vibe or like the, the movie, movie vibe, movie, movie vibe, vibe for sure. So, like maybe whether it's like trying to think like which ones dealt with the which one was the the original new one dealt with time travel. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that one. I I have a. I also want to add something about that Star Trek movie. Okay, please. And I don't know if we've ever mentioned it. But I don't know if I've said this on here before. I feel like I should have, though. That movie's fucking fantastic. The first one. Um, yes. the Chris Pine original. Chris Pine, J.J. Abrams. Yep. That movie, I feel like, is severely slept on. It's a lot of flares 100%. in there, a lot of shit like that. But the casting was perfect. The storytelling was perfect. And it gave you like this new iterations of characters that you really liked. So I really just wanted to say that yeah. in this moment. Yeah. I don't know what this movie is. Roman, do we get a hint? 
Well, I'll also say this. Mar- Roman's Roman's kind I of like a cold. little bit of a mind fuck with our quotes because yeah, he'll be coming to the chat and he'll be like, you're ice cold. That's true. And that's just, this true. is the only place my brain goes. Okay, so, so read the quote one more time for me. I yeah. will read it one more qu- time. Time moves quickly. Just think, yesterday you were a farm boy. Today you are a hero. Tomorrow you may see us together again. Okay, who is you may see us together again that's the component that we need right there douglas this Lightman. isn't a, this isn't a superman movie is it it Marcus? can't be a super I, if it is slap my ass and call me harry because i don't know <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> just i've never heard you say that phrase out loud before it's hilarious i don't think i've ever said it out loud um i don't know what this it, is because is it there's a part of me that's like could this be like superman 2 no, no, I don't think so. To see us together again, I don't know any type of language where um, J- Jorah wouldn't say that shit uh-uh. to Clark. He wouldn't mention uh-uh. him being a farm boy. And then Jonathan, there are no instances w- in the movies where Jonathan no. and his wife are leaving him. So no. I don't think that they ever, they don't ever. I'm say hung that. up on the farm boy piece of this. That's I, And I understand that. Honestly, it could be like Star Wars or some shit like I that. I really could. Okay, here's um, our hint. None of your parts should say Superman. None of your parts should say Superman, Doug. All right. Okay, fair enough. All I'm right. going to lock in my guess of Star Trek yeah, knowing maybe. that I'm cold. Just be, And I'm going to go with the Chris Pine one, the first one. Okay. Um, just because there's a time travel component to that. For some reason, it makes sense to me. And that's that's the route I'm going with it. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck this is. So I'm going to go with Hercules. Because okay. that, that was my initial response. Okay. All right. It's Are Superman, you... I'm going to be pissed. Oh fuck! I have never seen this movie before. Oh, okay. Um, this movie is the film adaptation of the of the of the book Aragon, which is about oh! which is about dragons. Um, oh, and it's said by Ed Spielers. Yep, what a deep pool! That's a really deep pool. What I have deep never pool. seen this. You never before. seen Aragon? You gotta watch uh-huh. Aragon. Aragon was based off a book. I read. I used to read the Aragon books, right? And okay. I think there are three, four of them. Maybe they're more. There, I think there's four sounds right. I think there's four, reason. and they're each a different color of a di- of a different dragon. Um, Aragon was such a good movie. I don't know why they haven't attempted to remake that. They did the one movie, and I think it was supposed to be a series, and then they never touched it again. Huh. I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, hey well, good, yeah. good pull, Roman, because there was no way was, I was going was to get pull. that. I, I need to go watch Aragon. Aragon made me nervous because Aragon gave me Dragonheart vibes. Did you ever see the movie Dragonheart? Mm -hmm. Nope. I don't think I've seen Dragonheart. Let me, let me summarize Dragonheart for you really quickly. Because I watched it once when I was sick and I've never forgotten it. I'm on board. Like way back. (laughs) Dragonheart is King has a son. Son has like a birth defect with his heart. Uh King befriends. King has a friend dragon. He's like, yo, my kid's sick. Some with his heart. The dragon's like, "Hey, do you want some of my heart, like, to help it?" And he, King's like, "I mean, if you wouldn't mind." And the dragon's like, "Oh yeah, sure." Here's the thing, though: it's gonna link us together forever. So, like, if I die, he dies. If he dies, I die. It's just that's the caveat. King's like, "That'll never be an issue." Flash forward, it's a fucking issue because this kid yeah. turns out to be a monster. Oh, and like it's like he's a tyrant and he's terrible. And so people are like, we got to find the dragon. So we kill the dragon and kill the son. Dragonheart. And, oh. Kevin, and Kevin Costner's in it. 
Oh, what a great addition. What a great addition to the summary. <laughs> you didn't list yeah. anybody else but Kevin Costner. Yeah. I also think I also think Sean Connery plays the dragon. I gotta look this up. Quick. What an interesting is... what an interesting voice to put behind a dragon. Yeah. Oh, it's sorry, not, not Kevin Co- Costner, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> How did you get Kevin Costner and Dennis Quaid mixed up? Marcus, that's, because you know those presentations you've done where I thought this yeah, person was actually this person. I get true. that with Dennis Quaid all the time. So we it's got, yeah, uh, yeah, it's um, Dennis Quaid is the lead, and then Sean Connery plays the voice of the dragon. That's Great really cast, though. Drake, I mean, cast. yeah, I mean, yeah, you <clears throat> David Bellamy called Dragonheart Vengeance. Yeah, okay. we should add this to the list. I would oh, love to see your take on this movie. Jesus Christ! I mean, it's got three. It's got three stars out of five. I, so. would, I want to see your take on this movie so bad. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for the quote, Roman. Mm. Yeah, got it wrong. wrong again. Hopefully that yeah. gives you the bellwether of the quotes that we're able to handle uh, <laughs> for everybody listening. Remember, message us wherever our socials are at uh, films in black and white on Instagram and Facebook F uh, films and B underscore W on Twitter. Message us with a quote. We'd love to read it on the air and, and to guess it. So be a part of the fun. Um, Marcus, yeah. you and I are going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we are not usually a TV's tv series podcast no not typically we are, we are usually a movies podcast hence uh-huh. the films and films in black and white mm-hmm. but there is a series that is out on hbo max right now that is outstanding mm-hmm. uh called the last of us mm-hmm. and i wanted to take a moment for us to talk about the first two episodes of the last of us um just so we can kind of dive into a little bit more before we dive into to leprechaun so oh, we can't wait for that yeah I'm on the edge of my seat for Leprechaun. Um, what have you thought of the show so far? Honestly, I think it's really, I mean, it's really good. So I'm a person just to give a little bit of context. I don't play video games. I think I've talked about it on this podcast, but I watch people who play video games. Cause I like to, I'm not like really into video games anymore. Yeah. Like I used to be, but I like to watch for the gameplay and the storylines. So I've watched, um, a couple of different people play Last of Us before, so I know the whole entire storyline one and yeah. two. So for me, this is a, such a great adaptation of a video mm. game. Like shout out to Naughty Dog, right? No shit. Um, they are really doing their thing, and I and it's to the point where it's such a good adaptation that I don't mind the little critiques and the changes that they're doing. Because I saw like a video with the the writer of Last of Us, I, I believe, like who for the game, and he was saying like he was so, you know, the joy about working on this was working with another writer, another person who could give another perspective on things that they could change that kind of still fit within the storyline and, and, you know, of of Last of Us. So I'm enjoying myself. I think that the first two episodes have been bangers. It's like watching a fucking movie. And I think that that's crazy to me. Um, The quality that they're doing this at and to be able to tell that story like they are. But have you... What do you know about Last of Us prior to the series? I'm really glad you asked. So I used to be a big like video game person. Mm-hmm. I've never been a multiplayer guy. So like if there is a so like Call of Duty, not my bag. But mm-hmm. stories like The Last of Us, games where there's like a really robust story and there's like a plot, like I love exploring that type of stuff. Yeah. The reason why The Last of Us I had a hard time playing. Is because I gotta be real with you. It 
it was it was really spooky for me. Very, like, and I like it was a spooky it was a spooky game for me. Yeah. And also, the other piece of it is that like I don't like games where I get punished if I don't sneak around good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, because you good. need to understand, sometimes Doug is the Leroy Jenkins of the group, where like I'm just like. <laughs> What if we just fought everybody in this room? Oh, like, is that an oh, option? God. Like, so like Metal Gear, Gear Solid, they were like, you were discovered. I was like, no, I fucking wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was behind that edge. It's like, yeah, but we saw your pinky toe. Oh, fuck this. Like, I just, I get so like exasperated or like, and I don't want to like, <clears throat> so spoiler alert really quickly yeah. for The oh, Last yeah. of Us. If you have yeah. not seen it, put a pause in it, come back later, mm-hmm. like at that piece. Um, like, yeah, that's, a, that's like, a weird so place to put. Like, if there's a if I like I knocked like a pencil off a desk in The Last of Us and a clicker fucking got me, like I yeah. was like, I hate it. Like, yeah. what do you it how did they know it was me? Yeah. Like it's just there was that part of it that I just couldn't stand and it was spooky. So I played about like halfway through and mm-hmm. then got busy and had kids and all that type of stuff and never had a chance to go back and pick it up. But it was fantastic when I played it. So yeah where i've seen in the series so far a hundred percent like i would echo what you say which is this is an outstanding adaptation mm-hmm. and the emotions from playing Ugh. the game it still it's, pulls yeah. up out of me as i am yeah. watching this particular yeah. uh show yeah so. this this is one of one of the things i like about this show as opposed to other I guess post-apocalyptic zombie, whatever, whatever genre this falls under, right? Yeah. Um, it's the how intense it is. Cause playing the mm-hmm. game or watching people play the game, it's one of those like, okay, you gotta creep through this, or the screecher or the clicker Sneaking. is gonna fucking get you, right? You creep, the floor creaks and you're fucked. And that's the rules uh, of the game. All right. Yeah. And so, and when it happens in a game, it's kind of like you just don't know. It's because you have to do so much stuff at once. You got to control it and yeah. then do all this thing. When I was watching this episode yesterday, I literally held my breath for 30 seconds when they were in that fucking museum. When that uh, clicker yeah. came through the fucking door, uh-huh. and, he, and Joel was like, from this point on, we are silent, not, not quiet. quiet. We are silent. silent okay. Yeah. And he was like, it it from that point on it was so fucking intense in there that i it made me so eerie when there was like a camera shot of the clicker passing mm-hmm. by joe like behind them behind the little glass that they were hiding behind and when old the glass too like old, it's all geez, oh, it made it all warped and disfigured it, it made it it put me on edge because i couldn't see the fucker anymore out of no. the frame and I and I was trying. I felt myself trying to like turn the camera like a fucking joystick. <laughs> I couldn't see his ass. I couldn't see the clicker. Uh-huh. And the next thing I know, boom! The shit just it like she screamed and the shit. I mean, and the effects they look practical. They're not cheesy. It's no. scary without being forcefully scary. I don't know if it has. I may have PTSD from COVID because I feel like we was like two sneezes away from this being our like the life we could have lived. You know what it was? It was the in the first episode. When they are both like when the guy is interviewing two scientists and scientist one is like, that could never happen. And scientist two is like, yeah, yes, it could. I was like Jonathan from the mummy return from the mummy Mummy returns. I was like, okay, yep. I've Mm -hmm. seen this before. This feels very recent, like Mm -hmm. maybe too soon of the like, this could never happen. Uh, Yes, it can. It happens right now like that. It that was to me was yeah, but the, and even the beginning of episode two, 
when you have the scientists, mm-hmm. right? And it's all in their native language. And I love that shit. I, I love the love fact that, that it, was, it was all in there. So they pick her up from the restaurant and she's looking at the shit. They say, they don't tell her nothing. They say, just look, let her come to her own conclusions. <laughs> and then they put her in the hazmat suit. When she opened that shit up and saw that thing and scurried out of there, and the next day he said, well, what do you recommend we do? Is there a way we can start working on some medicine, some cure? She said, nope, just bomb it. That's bomb all it. you can do. Is... Take me to my family. I want to spend time with my family and bomb it. Yeah, that was that was terrifying <laughs> to see her response. Ridiculous. I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I just really like how they are handling things i get one one half of the battle is casting people who can execute and they did that right a hundred percent i think I, the, there are a couple people that are like oh ellie doesn't look like ellie from the game and test didn't really look like test but i don't she they the way that they're acting and executing these characters mm-hmm. i think is one thing um and that's what that i don't know that's what the fuck i'm enjoying and that fucking kissing is gonna haunt me mm-hmm. forever it's gonna haunt that little that when that little motherfucker comes out and all the little shits is like kissing Tess in the mouth before she dies and all. I was like, man, that's some sick ass shit, but I'm here for it. Yeah, it's gonna be real. That that's gonna be with me forever. Yeah. I also I, I want to shout out like the first episode, what they did with the old lady mm-hmm. mm. in the in the in the next door neighbor's yeah, house. It's always the old lady makes because what I. What they did so well is they already said they they did such a good job setting her up in the show. And I think executing this in the show so well where they said, we're going to set this woman up as someone that maybe you ignore, Mm -hmm. but then is later like a part of the problem Mm -hmm. because they were like, oh, you need to eat. You need to eat. And she's not really paying attention. And she's just kind of like, like she's not all there in the Mm -hmm. morning. And then she, it gets worse and worse. It's like, there's a part that's just like the real horror for me that set in was there was a moment where she died and the people taking Mm. care of her did not realize it Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they're still trying to be such good caregivers that they didn't realize that there was something wrong. And that terror of setting in that, like that was in your house and you didn't even know it before it was too late. That's where I lost my shit. I was like, Oh my God. And then the, I don't the 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 effects of the fungus like crawling Oof. out of their mouth is it's on terrifying. another level. It's That's on another terrifying. level. Yeah, and it's I guess and uh, like I, one thing that they changed in it, I guess they didn't do spores. They just did um mm. the fungus route. But that is something that's also terrifying because. All it was in everything that they was eating. Like it was kind of almost unavoidable. It's in the everyday things that people would eat. The bread. It was in yeah. the flour. It was in like all. It was like from a bad crop. It was like it's kind of unavoidable if you yeah. just didn't know. And then you have the, you have this really intense scene where once Joel comes pick picks his daughter up mm-hmm. after him and Tommy come pick their daughter up. It's nonstop. Like intention, yes. From that, from tension, it's nonstop tension from that point on until the end, where she unfortunately, like, like even when she gets shot, that is such an intense scene. It had me sitting for a little bit, like, mm, like, damn, like mm-hmm. she did well. Like they really acted that scene out, and oh, they did really it, well. It's, it's it's incredible, man. It's it's incredible. So yeah. And I, I think, can't wait to see what they do next. And Pedro Pascal. I know yeah. you said like we the casting was outstanding, but I got to spend a minute on Pedro Pascal and how well he Sweet does. Daddy. For some reason, he does 
dad roles dad roles really well yeah. like mandalorian 100 yeah. this app like knocking it out of the park uh-huh. and so he's gonna be like your sci-fi dad going forward yeah which yeah. is fine that's fine he's, he's and he's just naturally good right like i enjoy anything that you tell me that he's in or oscar isaac is in I hate to mm-hmm. always compare them two together, but it's because they, um, they're like best friends. So like they talk about I each thought other they were the brothers time. for a while there. <laughs> I thought they were brothers. I'm not gonna until I watched the interview and they're not brothers. Um, but anything that he's been in, he's not uh-huh. gonna pick a role that he's not going to execute. You know, he's like really this happy, cheery guy when he watches when he's in interviews, but when you watch Last of Us, he's really yeah. embracing that like really gritty and grungy and just mm-hmm. beat down Joe. Yo, one the one scene that got me was when the little girl, they bought the little girl in the wheelchair in the first one. And they was like, what if I told you you'll get all this, like all the snacks you oh, like, yeah. all this shit, right? And then the next scene is the same little girl, he's got a bag over her head in the back of the truck. And oh yeah, wearing the same, um, wearing similar shoes, like in yeah. the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was the same. It was the same little girl. Like they killed the little girl. Was it? Oh yeah, that I think like whatever oh, girl they had. In I the must wheelchair. have missed that, so I'll have to go back and check that. Or maybe I messed it up. But my interpretation was the little girl that was in a wheelchair that they was testing. They then killed her for whatever because she might have had the virus. Oh sure. And then they okay. had to, you know when they have to burn Testing the bodies. Um, like they like they wouldn't burn the bodies when the you know, the lady was like, I can't do this, and Joel just casually picks her up and drops the body in the fire. Yeah. Like without even blinking, I said, "Oh, okay, this shit is about to be, this yeah. is about to be one of those." Yeah, his character arc towards the end of this is it's going good. to be. It's good. It's going to be really good. How many? Like, how many? Good. How many? Um, I know there's two games. How many seasons? And where do you? How much? How do you think they break this? This thing up? How many seasons do you think they'll get? You think season one is game one, or do you think season one is half of game one? Season two is the other half. Season three is. Uh, Last of Us Two and etc. I think if if HBO Max is smart, I think they're gonna try and they're gonna try and keep the like creating creating a brand new story is a huge risk for them. Yeah, right. Like they 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 can't Game of Thrones it as much mm-hmm. if they want to go beyond the second game. Mm-hmm. So I could see them maybe going like a couple's episodes past that to try and say like almost like an epilogue, right? Mm-hmm. Like the last episode or the, ep- the second, the very last episode is a little bit longer and it's showing the, the climax. And I know nothing about the second game. So that's, mm-hmm. I, that's that okay. there. So yeah. it could be that they go past it. I think mm-hmm. that would be weird. I could definitely see though. Season one is game one. Season two is game two. And I don't know if they do a season three or more than that, to be honest with you. There was an interview with the, with the game, the writer of the game, one of the writers of the game. And he said that they're developing a multiplayer world of last of us where it expands the world. So I could see them maybe possibly going that route once to know that there are other characters for you to watch and enjoy and possibly deal with Mm -hmm. this world. And cause there isn't really like a real, conclusion like there isn't like a yeah say in the game in the first game like there isn't really like anything no there. no it's a continuation so i mean I, i'm just you're more familiar with the second game is there a hard conclusion in the second game or is it still pretty fluid i would have to refresh my memory but i i want to say there's not a hard hard um and anybody yeah. can correct me if i'm wrong 
um, there's not a hard solution, not like a everything is fine now. We're gonna release these oh, sports right. to combat the other sports. I don't remember that, but I but it's been a while huh. since I watched them since I watched somebody play it. Well, and I suppose the beauty of this, right, is like this is going on everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a, like this a is just Boston, and this, this is one. just Boston, and right. these you know two people. Mm-hmm. What's going on elsewhere? So there's more stories that you could tell Mm -hmm. i think they do have to be very careful not to uh walking dead this oh you can't go i don't think if this goes beyond the two games and again if this goes beyond the two games i think it's only like to four seasons and that's it like i don't think you could go on for six or seven or eight or nine or however whatever fucking season that shows Mm -hmm. on i'll take four seasons i'll take i'll take four seasons and leave it at that yeah. Don't give me any more. Don't because there's a lot you can go in in the game two with the dynamics of game two. Mm-hmm. Just give me four seasons. I don't want nothing else. Because you're no. right. If they walk and did this shit, which they could, just to milk it, I'm gonna be pissed. I am also gonna be pissed. I'm but I also pissed. think the writer of the game probably wouldn't want to. Like no. at some point in time, he's no. gonna be like, "Y'all, I got nothing else. Like yeah. I don't like I don't know what else you want. Or just want to wanna protect your art a little bit, like you know, right. and just like you know, shit on it a little bit. But right. I'm enjoying myself, man. Comes on on Sundays at 9 p.m. on HBO Max. So if you get the chance, you can catch up on episodes one and two right now. So yep, for sure. Yeah, you're not too far behind. Awesome. Well, thanks for indulging me as we kind of talk through that. As we kind of go forward, <laughs> where time allows, we <laughs> will do um, updates and impressions on the show. I'm curious to see what Brian thinks of this, too. Like oh, yeah. When he gets back, yeah, oh, it's like the first thing I'm going to ask him. is yeah. like, have you been up to date on that? What do you think so far? Because mm-hmm. um, his his two cents would be really, really cool. But yeah, because yeah. he's played so. the game and he's 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 uh, watching. He's watching the show. So he'll be yeah, good. for sure. Yeah. But Marcus, speaking of movies and shows that don't have a hard conclusion, huh? let's talk about <laughs> 1993's <laughs> Leprechaun. Oh, um, uh, would you care to give us a barbershop summary? No, hold on, really quick. We got here because we realized that there's not a lot of news happening out in the mm-hmm. Hollywood world. Mm-hmm. So again, this is a plug for the Outside Patreon. of the Cowboys getting their ass dusted, Shannon Sharp getting into a fight at the Lakers, and then uh who people, else lost this people weekend just acted the bills. wild the yeah. bills lost people just acted wild these days i saw that shannon sharp stuff and i was like first off you are an intimidating man he's huge <laughs> if he <laughs> looked at me huge. wrong i'm pretty sure i'd piss myself like <laughs> on sight or if he, he said my weird. name the same way he says come on now skip like mm-hmm. i would i'm like yeah. oh yeah i'm in trouble i'm in trouble i gotta go behemoth of a man yeah this is a behemoth of a man but that cardigan was fly as fuck like he, ooh, he looked sharp he that looked was crazy sharp. he looked sharp let's look at that um he anyway yeah so we there's not a lot going on past some of that mm-hmm. people out here being crazy yeah um and so we decided we put it to our patty family like hey we have some time do you want to pick a movie for us to watch this weekend and it came down to either this or the movie (laughs) anaconda from 1997 (laughs) i had never seen this movie before so i said let's watch leprechaun um but remember you can always give us insight on what movies to watch uh over on our patreon so marcus yeah please give us your barbershop summary for the movie leprechaun okay i'm gonna tell y'all now i'm gonna completely forget or butcher names okay that's because okay. i can't remember anybody's names so yep. um O'Malley, i'll try to remind you is it o'malley i think it, it might have been o'malley 
I don't want to. Yes. Be, I don't want to be resp- irresponsible. Oh, Grady. Oh, Grady. OK, mm-hmm. so it was Oh Grady. Old man Oh Grady comes back randomly in a limousine right after his mother's funeral. And he pops up at his wife's crib. Right. Pops up in his crib in the old country of New Mexico. And we'll get back to that later. OK, um, he pops up in the, in, the, in the old country and he has a thick Irish accent. So it, it is heavily influenced. Very that this man is Irish. All right. And his wife is Irish. So they go. And he is excited. And he's and his wife is like, what the hell are you so excited for? You just came back from your mom's funeral. So he was like, yeah, but look what I found. He pulls out this vase, cracks it open. It is gold. All right. And he was like, I took this little leprechaun and forced him to tell me where his gold was. And he and he did. That was the plot. The real quick plot right in the beginning. Right. So he does that. OK. And he locked the leprechaun in a suitcase okay so yes. cool he locked him in a suitcase so then the wife is like boy what the hell are you talking about i'm gonna make you some tea and we we need to figure this shit out and he's like we ain't gonna be poor we're gonna be living in mansions so basically he goes and he's like getting all this shit set up and he's excited and the leprechaun the wife accidentally frees the leprechaun because the leprechaun tricks her into thinking a kid was in the suitcase for some strange fucking reason she uh-huh. fell for that so like if my husband had a kid in a suitcase i would not I, I got different questions, but whatever. It's, that's fine. Um, so she goes and she unlocks it. Out steps this motherfucking leprechaun, okay? Ugly as shit. He ugly as he's like, I want me gold. Where is me gold? At? And and so he so she says, ah, what the hell going on? It's a leprechaun. What the fuck going on? And so old man O'Grady comes down, right? And O'Grady comes, and he's the only one that knows how to handle a leprechaun. So the wife dies because leprechaun pushes her down the, the stairs and yep. then O'Grady is trying to defend himself against the leprechaun or at least trying to like hide the gold and fight back um and the leprechaun is getting the best of him so as O'Grady mm-hmm. finally beats the leprechaun he puts him in this crate and puts a clover on top because it's the only thing apparently to contain him is a four leaf fresh four leaf clover so he nails yep. it to the top of the box puts it on top of the box or whatever the case may be tries to nail him in there before he could burn O'Grady could burn the house down so he drags his wife up tries to burn the house down he has a stroke okay so boom the guy O'Grady has a stroke and then that's how the first scene ends the next yep. scene which took me by surprise motherfucking Jennifer Aniston is, is in this movie I had zero <laughs> idea that Jennifer Aniston was in this movie yep. so you hear somebody complaining and she's like oh she's with her dad I gotta be with my dad somewhere in New Mexico these motherfuckers is in North Dakota she's called New Mexico <laughs> North Dakota I don't know how the fuck that happened anyway I have so, a lot of things to say about that uh, about, yeah i got some things to say about her character too and it's it's i don't yeah anyway so they go and they in this old field they in the old grady's house right and so basically there's this two there's a stupid guy there's this kid there's a handsome guy overly handsome guy who knows how to paint houses and jennifer aniston and the dad and um the goofy big dumb goofy guy goes to the basement he accidentally knocks the clover over and frees the leprechaun the leprechaun hops out and he says where's me gold i want me gold and the guy's like oh i don't know anything about did y'all see that leprechaun and they're like what leprechaun you stupid goof what the hell going on and then the leprechaun is free and he goes to terrorizing people until he yeah. gets his fucking gold back and he goes and he kills people and and all types of shit in some of the most comical ways yeah. i have ever seen anyone be killed yeah. in a movie yeah. to date like mm-hmm. i have never seen some of this before it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous it's insane yeah. um that's a great summary to be honest with you so, so that's that's outstanding um I want to give you all some uh, box office as well as some cast. Yeah. So the cast for this movie, uh, Warwick Davis, uh, yeah. the legendary little person actor, uh, mm-hmm. Warwick Davis, who was in Willow. Um, and he's been in a bunch of other stuff, plays the leprechaun. 
Um, Jennifer Aniston plays Tori. Ken Olant plays her dad, Nathan. Mark Holton plays Ozzy. Robert High Gorman plays Alex, which is the little the kid. Um, Shay Duffin plays O'Grady. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. That's, that's a small that's, cast. That's, that's pretty much. Otherwise, it's a bunch of background actors that we don't necessarily need yeah. need to know about. Rest um, in peace to the pawn man, pawn shop man. Yeah, rest in peace to the to the pawn shop man. To, to be collateral damage in a '90s horror movie has to be terrible. Like, it was. Yeah. He didn't ask for any of that shit. He was just locking the shit up in the safe, doing his damn job. And next thing you know, he gets pogoed. And that's, that's like, that's fucked up. That's why 90s movies, I think, especially 90s horror movies are so fun, is because there were like, you could have some famous actor that tried out for a role and they're like, <laughs> fuck, we'd love to have you. And yeah. directors in the 90s were like, okay, we got, we got this guy. Mm-hmm. How can we kill him in the most <laughs> creative way possible? Like, how much time do we have to keep him on screen before mm-hmm. he just doesn't get paid? Mm-hmm. Like, Thanks for signing on. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. I thought I was gonna be in the movie. Oh no, for like 10 minutes. Yeah, then yeah. we're gonna kill you. Yeah. Um, this movie is 92 minutes long. Yes, it cost a hundred, it cost a million dollars to make. A million dollars? One. One million dollars. Wait, one million nineteen ninety dollars? One million nineteen ninety-three dollars. It costs one million nineteen ninety three dollars to make. What would the you fuck? like? Would you like to know what this movie made at box office? What this movie made eight point six million dollars at the box it office. Made eight? Oh, I was okay. See, I was wondering why. Here's how I know this. Here's how I know Leprechaun. Okay, when they ask. Okay, okay. Doug said, "Are we either gonna watch Anaconda or are we gonna watch Leprechaun?" To me, I heard the same thing. It's either you, I'm watching Anaconda and Anaconda or Leprechaun and Leprechaun. These movies are the same thing. Don't ask me how. They're they just basically are. the same thing. One of the things I know Leprechaun from is two movies, okay? And it's yeah. not Leprechaun because I've never seen Leprechaun 1 or 2. The Leprechaun I've seen is on BT and it's called Leprechaun, uh, back, Leprechaun back to the Hood. Leprechaun in the Hood. Leprechaun Lepre- Back to yeah. the Hood is the suit is the sequel. Is the sequel. So Lepre- Leprechaun Lepre- in the Leprechaun in the Hood came out in two thousand. Leprechaun Back to the Hood. T H A came out in two thousand three. Yeah. yeah, Back to the. <laughs> sorry, thank you for the correction. Back to yeah, the Hood, right? And then Leprechaun in Space. Those are the three or two to three ways that I knew Leprechaun. I I was wondering how they was making all these why they was making all these sequels, but making eight million dollars will fucking do it. Oh yeah, and he and fucking Warwick Davis was in all of these. Poor, Poor War- what War- is it? Him in all of them? Poor Warwick Davis. Oh, I think wow. he was in all of them. So Marcus, here is the here is the train that is that is <laughs> Leprechaun. Leprechaun comes out in 1993. Is followed by a sequel, Leprechaun Two, in '94. Leprechaun 3 in 95, Leprechaun 4 in space in 1997, oh. Leprechaun in the Hood in 2000, Leprechaun Back to the Hood mm-hmm. in 2003, and then in 2014, Leprechaun Origins was released. How do you have a sequel to a sequel? <laughs> you got I don't know. Leprechaun to the, in the Hood is a sequel. Yep. Um, for- Leprechaun and Leprechaun 2 were the only movies that came to the theaters. 
okay. three, four, and both in the hoods went straight to video. Why did black people like that? I'm, I need a, <laughs> there's something I got to figure out. I got to see what the profit was in those. Some ain't adding up. I'm, I'm disappointed in my people. I don't know how, how the fuck that happened. This isn't a Leprechaun in the Hood podcast, but Leprechaun in the Hood had a budget of $1.4 million. How did it? How much did it make? It was direct to video, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, where is the, who's got the streaming numbers when you need them? I don't know. Uh, some people said that it got, they gave it a B plus. It had six out of ten. Um, let's put it this way. People liked Leprechaun in the hood more than they liked the original <laughs> Leprechaun. <laughs> Why? I what the fuck is going on? <laughs> also, I don't know. Maybe the cast was better. Okay. So Warwick Davis is the Leprechaun. Ice T plays the character. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my Ice T plays a character in Leprechaun in the Hood called Mac Daddy. Oh no! Oh. Who wrote this? Somebody white wrote this. I know it for a fact. I know it. Somebody then, white wrote Lepre. Somebody named uh, Jerry wrote Leprechaun Back to the Hood. And then guess what? Coolio is in Leprechaun. Coolio, rest in peace, is in Leprechaun in the Hood as himself. Of course, of course, of course. The there's power another, of the black dollar. Hmm? There's another man. Uh, there's another person who is casting this. Uh, Rashawn Nall. His character's name was Stray Bullet. I'm. I can't even laugh at that. I, <laughs> I'm I just even, mad about it now. I can't even indulge. I can't even indulge in that one. Anyway, fucking yeah. Terrible. So it made eight point six million dollars total. It made on its opening weekend. It debuted. It premiered in the original Leprechaun. Debuted on January eighth, nineteen ninety three, in six hundred and twenty theaters and made two million four hundred and ninety three thousand dollars opening weekend. Jesus Christ. I didn't think that. Okay. For a 90s movie, let's put this into perspective. I'm going to ask mm-hmm. this question. For a 90s film, yeah. could you see how this could have been successful? What component of it like, would have made this successful? I think it has elements of it that are, first off, let's talk about like, let's talk about like the evolution of our times. Mm. The first thing is, is that Back in the day, it was socially acceptable to make fun of little people, like just whenever you could. That's true. And there was a moment where I watched this that I was like, they're really out here exploiting exploiting Warwick Davis and just Mm -hmm. making him say some of the most wild shit I've Mm -hmm. ever heard in my life. This little person is recorded on camera within the first 10 moments of this movie shouting, catch me if you can, (laughs) and running out of a room. And I went... What is happening? <laughs> he said he was like, "Look at me, gold. Look at do you like me buckles on me on me boots?" And I was like, "Wow, this is yeah, that's the, not great." The fact that they have him recorded on film <laughs> that was put into a camera that was set up and shot a scene of him riding a tricycle dressed yeah. as a leprechaun had yeah. me go. Yeah. What the fuck is yeah. this? For no reason. They just yes. did that for pure comedy. And I guess is... I get the horror aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess yeah. I could get the some of the ways you mentioned earlier, like dying in hysterical ways. Some of it did make me cringe. Yeah. Like the pogo stick on top of the chest of the pawn man. That yeah. one in particular made me cringe, but it is creepy. Like if I'm giving credit, the makeup, I think that I think that your the makeup of Warwick is 
kind of terrifying. You know what I mean? Like he's oh, not a pretty he's looking guy. Really scary. He's and scary. Then, and the other thing I'll say is he's really scary looking. And even the end scene where his face is like melting off, mm-hmm. and even the parts where like they lopped off like his arm. Yeah. The the blood gore portion of this is scary. Like it's yeah. very well done. Like it's mm-hmm. not hokey. What this gave me is this gave me Evil Dead Two vibes. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. So Evil Dead 2 was the Sam Ra- was a Sam Raimi movie. Yep, and it yep. was a it's considered to be like a classic horror movie. And so that the original Evil Dead was released in 1981. Evil Dead 2 was released in I want to pull it up because I want to make sure I get it right. Um it was released shortly like probably around this time, I would mm. say probably 19. So Evil Dead was 1981. Evil Dead 2 was give me a moment. Hmm. I've never I don't think I've ever seen Evil Dead. Uh, that's the one with the hey, he got an arm, chainsaw arm, ain't it? Uh that one is the um Evil Dead is the that's that's Army of Darkness, which is like oh. the 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 trilogy end to it. That's Evil oh. Dead 2 and then Army of Darkness. Got it. So yes. Um I'm gonna look, I'm gonna keep looking this up. No, um yeah, but anyway, so this gave me like Evil Dead 2 vibes. It gave mm-hmm. me Evil Dead vibes, especially moments that part um where he got his arm caught in the door and it was cut off mm-hmm. and he like grabbed it and like put it back on. I was like, "Oh, I've seen this before." Like, yeah. where have I seen this type of like body horror in a movie before? Um and it was in that. So The Evil Dead 2 came in 1987, which was only 6 mm-hmm. years prior to this. So I get the horror appeal to it, especially mm-hmm. in the very beginning when it's like mm. when he's impersonating the little girl's voice. I was like, that is that's creepy, terrifying. Yeah. So even playing with the old lady's head while she when she died, like of like impersonating oh my God. her. I was like, oh okay, like you you kind of a sick fuck, huh? This that was really scary, like and so very well done. So the horror parts of this, like I get, it's just. There's components to this where Warwick didn't really want to play it like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So as they're shooting it, like he made the decision to to say, like, well, what if we did it in a comedic way? So much so that by the end of it, they're like, let's call this a horror comedy, not mm-hmm. just a horror movie. OK, so I think mm-hmm. it's those portions of it where you kind of go like, what is happening here? It is. a. It is. A, let me comment on this shit being 92 minutes. Or 96. Either way, it's too fucking long because yeah. I got like halfway through it. And at some point, I think when he was messing with the cop, I was like, okay, can we wrap this shit up? Because like it wasn't like it was, it wasn't like I was agitated. I would have been fine, but it yeah. just seemed like it was doing shit just to do it. Like, and yeah. some things were extra long. And here's one more thing. The butt of the entire movie, the joke being, we want he we wanted him to have go. Oof. Let me backtrack. Yeah, please. This fucking kid is the most annoying kid. And he's the most annoying person in this whole. I was hoping he would die. He's a classic. He is a classic 90s turd. 12 year old like you know what i'm talking about like the the, like the little Mm -hmm. like turd 12 year old that's like like the kid from jurassic park like oh it's like a big turkey it's just that 
all the time. It's magnified times. Even the kid in Jurassic Park got their shit together after the first dinosaur came out. This little kid was like, well, you, I wanted him to raise some money so he could stop being dumb and stop being stupid. I, Marcus, what? Marcus, I, when they first introduced that premise in this movie, and they were like, oh, we're going to get him surgery so that way he's not so dumb anymore. I was like, oh, so this is a joke like this, yeah. th- that, that that that's that's the like nudge nudge so he can have a surgery like and then when they reintroduced it at the end and yep. he's telling Jennifer Aniston he's like we thought he could get a surgery and she's like you like you can't like that's that's not a thing he's like but he doesn't know that and I was like what yeah like, like is what that the is emotional that? element that I'm supposed to like fall for like what the fuck are we doing and then at the very end when Ozzy does this poor thing oh, at the very end, God. and he's like, I did a smart thing. I was like, <laughs> what book is it where they take him out to the forest and then they got to shoot him because he's uh Is that Catcher in the Rye? Might be. Maybe. It might I, it's, be. it's some book where he's like, they got to kill the big guy because he did something he wasn't supposed to do and they had to kill him. That's all I could think about. Like that and the Green Mile for some reason. Those are like some <laughs> big, dumb idiot. And it was just pissing me off that he was, the kid was pissing me off the, he was pissing me off the handsome guy was pissing me off because he was just handsome and then jennifer aniston is pissing me off because she's like i just want to go back to california and like everything also, i don't eat meat or cow can we talk about how loosey-goosey jennifer aniston was in this movie oh, she, she thought a boy that she had just met was, was tickling her, leg. her legs and she was like Bobby style. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and, and what? And what does he say after he was like, and you were she was like, I thought it was him rubbing my leg underneath the car. And he was, and he like, was like, You let you, me do you, that? Let like, me do <laughs> and the poor dad is like, What the fuck? It's like my arm is bleeding, but what the fuck is going on? Also, I would like to know who decided that this movie should be set in North Dakota. Because like the Eternals. Real quick, <laughs> North Dakota. This is buffalo. North Dakota. He put a buffalo on the screen. I was not expecting that. But notice how flat it is. <laughs> notice how many trees there are. Yeah. Uh, for those who can't see this, I have put up a screen where it is a clear. This is a pristine. It's a bison. Vista. It's very pretty. There's a there's a bison. It's it's flat. It's very green. It's very picturesque. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. Not a lot of hills, not a lot of trees. Well, and they have not, this motherfucker in a Jeep at the beginning, yeah. driving through a desert not on a, a mountain. Yeah. And then there's just fucking trees everywhere. I was like, you've never been to the no. state that you set this in. Where was this actually all? filmed at? Because oh, this was were... filmed in Northern California yes. on like Rick's farm. Yeah. Like that's where this was yeah. filmed. Who's got an open lot we can go in and just get some bloody shit off? Like, you oh. want to know where this was fought, shot? Yeah. There's a Fun fact, because I dove into this, <laughs> this movie was shot at Big Sky Ranch, which is the same place that Little House on the Prairie was shot. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that the same house? Uh, I don't think it was the same house, oh but they said that Warwick Davis said that he felt a little blasphemous, like rolling through the scene. Oh, no shit. Me too. Like that. Me too. I, f- I just... 
I don't know what it was about this movie. It's a 90s movie, y'all. Like, go oh, watch it. Go just to 90. What pissed me off was I had to pay $3.99 to watch Oh, yeah, it. that was the most irksome thing. You can't have this somewhere for free. I don't well, it had it on Roku TV, but then I started watching it, and then I was kind of doing something else while I was watching. So I got 10 minutes in, and I thought my ears were like fucking up. I kept hearing Spanish, and I was like, "What is? Why do I keep hearing Spanish?" That, the movie was playing in Spanish, and I don't have, I have zero idea why Roku TV put the only Spanish version up there. Yeah, so I don't know. That's my story. That, yeah. There's nothing else to that. That was just the. It just but that would throw me surprise. off too. This movie would be. This movie was impossible to follow. But this was. <laughs> I would love to watch this old movie like, in Spanish. I used to watch telenovela, telenovela all the time. When we oh, were yeah? Like, me and my mom were like broke, and all we had was like PBS and like the basic channels on the TV back when they used to give you the basic channels. I used to watch that shit all the time. Um, I I would like to also bring up some other pieces about the production of this movie okay. that would blow your mind. Okay. Okay. So this movie was directed by Mark Jones. It was written and directed by Mark Jones. It's his first Mark time directing. My name is Mike Mark Jones. Um, he all the time he did not have any experience directing a movie. Like at all? No, this is his first movie. He okay. had been typically working on TV shows. Okay, like what? Like, I'd have to look it up. I'm not entirely oh, sure. Oh, that's all right. I'd I have to look it. it up. I'm getting this from I'm getting this from Wikipedia. So, um, but according to an interview with Fangoria, he said that he was inspired by the Lucky Charms commercials to write a <laughs> leprechaun horror movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Inspire? Is that the word you want to go for there? So the Mark. part, so the part where this motherfucker is running away from a group of people going, catch me if you can. Oh, that God. wasn't like, oh, this will be funny because Lucky Charms are a thing. It'll be like, oh, no, that's that's what he says in Lucky Charms. That's, that's, so he took that directly. He, all he, he said took was, that. What if the Lucky Charms was terrifying uh-huh he also says that he was influenced by the movie critters if you've ever seen the okay, movie critters yeah. which it yeah. has some little people as the horror element in there and so basically it was like well let's just do this for a million dollars and see what happens and, and uh, eight million dollars and made eight and there's also a, five sequels there's a component there right i mean he apparently he directed all of the other leprechauns in mm-hmm. addition to oh. rumpelstiltskin ventriloquist he seems to be like a horror guy yeah. Um, I guess there is a component to seeing like kind of like the Winnie the Pooh horror story, horror movie that's coming out. Yep. Like your, your favorite loving these loving, honey. Loving characters, like, you know what I mean? Like the cute and fluffy type shit, big <laughs> turn horror. I know that there is a appeal there. Um, and back then, of course, I guess I'm still stuck on how the hell we got the leprechaun back in the hood. Like what the fuck was Mark Jones thinking of? Like, I, also, if he wrote that one, Mark, you and I might have to have a conversation. Yeah, Mark. I don't know. Was you just driving through Crenshaw and all of a sudden was like, you know what? 
leprechauns in the hood. That's exactly what I want to write next. Also, uh, did you know that there is a Grinch-inspired horror movie that is similar to the Winnie the Pooh one? I did hear about that coming up. See, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. Stop touching shit. Everybody just stop. You just doing whatever you want to, and you don't have to. Do you know what this movie is called, Marcus? What? <laughs> Do you what it's called? Hold on, I'm gonna pull up a oh, pull up no. a poster for it. Oh god! It's called "You're a Mean One," oh, <laughs> the mean one, the mean one. And if you have not seen the trailer for this, you gotta watch this fucking trailer. It is bizarre. Why are we doing this to Christmas classics? Why are we I, doing this to these characters? I don't know. Why did I need a leprechaun that kept saying? I also thought. Back to Leprechaun. I also <laughs> thought that he was going to like. I thought he was gonna clean everybody out, everybody's shoes throughout the whole movie. But why did he do that once? I don't know. I don't know. And also, I it was so weird. I. He literally was like, "I make shoes. Can't have dirty <laughs> shoes." Like cleans his shoes. So I was gonna thought he was gonna kill everybody's shoes that it, clean everybody's shoes that he killed. And so I expected like. Jennifer Aniston would show up and be like, what happened to him? They'd be like, look his shoes. Like, I thought that was going to be like a reoccurring thing. And this movie is just too dumb to even follow its own directions. Yeah. It's it, when he's counting the coins and he's got to get the coin out of the guy's stomach. And it's like, I don't know. It was so much going on. Like, and who the handsome guy? Why is the handsome guy in this movie? We could have done without the handsome guy also, with a strong chin and long hair and cut off sleeves. And also I like how the handsome guy's response to like, well, he's dead in that, in that well, let me just pour a shitload a of shit straight gasoline shit down ton. the well here's, and, and here, light it on fire. And when they ran away, I was like, there's no way in hell he ran away quick enough not to get fucking oh, pummeled. No. They sir, he had some singed ash hairs Bro. on his backside from running away from that An entire gas tank. And yeah. how do you explain that to the police that showed up afterwards? Because that was in small town North Dakota. How do you explain that? Well, I mean, if it's North Dakota, it would take depending on where they are, the police thirty minutes to show up. So maybe they just thought like, oh, by that point in time, it won't be an issue. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Like if you're really in the middle of nowhere, and that looked like the middle of nowhere, yeah. like, like even for North Dakota, it's gonna take you a minute because you like, know it's one guy, North your big guy, is covered in blood, and you know, telling everybody how he did a smart thing. And like, yeah, I did a smart <laughs> thing. Like, uh, and all the right, thing buddy. that bugged me about it is I didn't think he was that dumb. He wasn't. Like, he that said dumb. some dumb shit, but he wasn't like, like dumb. Yeah. Like I. Could get him, yeah. a, get him some gold so he could pay for a surgery. Like I just what? wanted him. I just wanted him to have sex so he could be smart. Like I, no, you the didn't second time they said it, and then when he said a smart thing, I was like, oh no, this was not a joke. That little kid, this he's the definition of a fucking snot nosed kid, and it just oh picked. yeah. And Jennifer Aniston, I know she looks back on this movie like, what the fuck? I mean, this everybody's year- got to start somewhere, but fuck. Marcus Friends debuted in 1994. Did it? She did this before she did Friends. Oh, they booked. Oh man, she got friends from doing Leprechaun. That's I think she might have. So I don't think she was in anything else right before Friends. But this movie came out in January of 1993, and the first episode of Friends debuted um, in 
1994, I think in the summer. Wow. That's so yeah, she literally um, went from this to that. I mean, she's her acting is still the same. I mean, that's not that's not a knock. Oh, oh, the director loved her. The director was like the director was like, hey, we have to have her in this movie. Like he didn't want anybody else. So what else was she in before that? Then I guess that would be my question. Um, So she made her debut in the movie Mac and me. If you've ever remember that. that movie. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So otherwise she was in Quantum Leap for an episode. Oh, she played Jeannie Bueller in the Ferris Bueller TV show. Um, She was in a TV movie called Camp Cucamonga. And then her first like big movie debut was Leprechaun. And then she was in a bunch of other like little TV shows. Like she was in a TV show called The Edge. Uh, She was in a TV show called Herman's Head. And then 1994 happened, and the rest is history. Because I, I, I didn't realize she was in she was in so much. I mean, uh, I'm not like a big I'm not a Jennifer I'm not not a fan, but I'm not no. like a big Jennifer Aniston go to her. Like if I hear something in it, I the, I realize dude, who is your? Cause I'm kind of I'm kind of done talking about Leprechaun. That's fine. I'm also done. If you don't, if it's free, watch it. Don't pay four dollars for it. <laughs> How's that? That's yeah. How's that? Here's here's the here's the review. Don't pay four dollars for it. It's hilarious, but don't pay four dollars for it. Yeah, don't don't insane. Don't don't pay for it. Yeah, don't. We'll find a way to bootleg it. Um, and don't watch Leprechaun back in the hood because then that'll increase the streaming, and then people don't think we want a third one. And that's not what we want. I kind of want to watch Leprechaun in the hood. I you gonna watch that by your damn self? I promise you that because I ain't watching. I'm not watching no Leprechaun back to the hood. I I can't do it. Maybe Brian and I will. That would be a great films in black and white (laughs) with just y'all discussing Leprechaun. And you, you know, Mike sitting sitting silently, just like not a mumbling word, just watching and waiting, (laughs) watching (laughs) like a daunting Batman. Um, what? So, like Jennifer Aniston is not like one of the people I would jump to if I seen like was in a movie. Can you okay. give me like your maybe three, whatever it is you want, three, two, one, whatever it is you want to do. People that as soon as you see their name in a poster, trailer, their involvement, that you're like, you will hands down go watch. No questions asked. Huh. That's a good question. Um, I really like Bryce Dallas Howard lately. Okay. Like, I think she's yeah. just got a good talent for things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you set us set apart like Jurassic world dominion, most of the other stuff that she's been involved with has been oh, really, not her really fault. not, her, not fault. her fault, not yeah. her fault. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that sh- they do. She has just been, she has such a range of things. Like she can do stuff like she's being chased by dinosaurs, but then she can also subsequently do things like the help. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you stand both of those things up and you're like, that's, that's an actress that has, a ton of range like movie wise mm-hmm. and that can really stretch the floor as far as that's concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like some other ones that I've seen that I would think would be like really, really good. I guess I'm gonna have to look up her name quickly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because there's another, there's another like female actress that like I would think would be like really good two that i would enjoy watching um is it january jones mm. 
Yeah, Jones looked like uh, somebody else. Oh, sorry for the silence. I forgot we. Were on no, a you're fine. No, um, no, you're fine. January Jones would be the other actress that I would pull okay. and say like she's she's really she's really good in what she's been in. So I like to watch like I like to watch actors actresses that really like can show like a good range and do like a serious role really well. Mm-hmm. Like Kate Blanchett, another one. Yeah, Kate Blanchett can do like no wrong in my mm-hmm. book. So if it's a Kate Blanchett movie or a like a Bryce Dallas Howard movie, I'm more than likely going to be like they're going to bring it. Like they have mm-hmm. a reliable performance at every single time. I'm going to show up for. I would even say like for me, some comedic actresses are a little bit different too. Mm. Like I would say, um, what's the what's the girl who was in that movie where uh, Sarah Silverman. Easy A. Sarah Silverman is also a comedic actress for me that I can I can guarantee. But who mm-hmm. is an Easy A? Oh God! Um, give me one second. Um, uh, she's a ginger lady, and I can't remember her name. Ginger lady. What's a ginger lady? She's a ginger lady. She was um, also in, Emma Stone. Uh, yeah. See, Emma Stone is also one of those where, like, if she's in a comedy, mm-hmm. I can probably go and be like. Yeah, she's she's gonna bring it and she's gonna commit to that role. So that's really interesting. How about yeah, you? For I you? also like that you picked. I like you picked the actresses. Um, th- here's a re- weird reason why I asked before I give my answer because there's a it's it's kind of a theme with the people that I selected. Growing up, I was watching The Mummy again and The Mummy Returns for like the fifth time because yeah. I finished Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, and I didn't know where else to go. So. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> I was my comfort movies. So I was thinking about it and I was like, man, Brendan Fraser was one of those guys, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day and even now to an extent. If you tell me Brendan Fraser was involved in something, I was probably going to watch it. It really didn't matter yeah. really what it was. And so then I started thinking of like, okay, who were the people for me, I guess, just growing up and even now, some of these people, even now, that I would watch anything that they would be involved in. And they were, these were my people, Will Smith. Okay. Absolutely. Anything that he's in, no questions asked. I'll probably watch it. Okay. Um, uh, what the fuck did I put? Jim Carrey. Jim okay. Carrey yep. is another one. Anything, anything you tell me, Jim Carrey's going to be in it. Um, Jamie Foxx. Cause he's like a quadruple threat. So for me, yeah, Jamie, I'm putting Jamie Foxx in that category. Um, and then like right recently, somebody that like, if you tell me they're in something, I'm probably going to watch it. It's probably going to be like Ryan Reynolds. Oh, sure. Yep. I would add like Ryan Reynolds to that, um, to that category. So those are my people. And I, I feel bad also- I don't have actresses, but I agree with your Emma Stone and Bryce Dallas Howard. When you mentioned them, I absolutely would. I, w- I would watch anything. Yeah. I think the other thing that I think about, like back in the day, like when I was younger, I think it's interesting how my movie taste has evolved over time. And Tessa Thompson. It- Sorry. I got to add. Ooh, anything Tessa Thompson is in. That's fair. I will absolutely watch. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I-, I think what's interesting for me is that like over time, my taste in movies has evolved mm-hmm. where there were certain, like I would, if it was a comedy I would generally watch it. And if there were like, like for me, comedies were like my go-to. Mm-hmm. Like if it was comedy oriented, like I consumed from when I was in like middle school to about now, or no, when I was in, when I was in middle school to like, just like my sophomore year of college, if it was a stand-up special, if it was a movie, if it was anything, like if it was a web series, like I mm-hmm. would watch it. So like Will Ferrell, I would watch all the time. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, 
the one you just mentioned, Deadpool. Like I would watch it. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds, I would watch all the time. Bill Murray, I would watch all the time. Mm-hmm. Like anything. If they touch Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, like if they touch something, I was like, I have to see that yeah. because it's probably going to be hysterical. Yeah. And what I've learned that's so interesting, like now that I'm on this side of it, is that like those actors need to bring a performance and it's a challenging performance. And I would even say comedy is sometimes harder to do than a dramatic role because Mm -hmm. you're, it's a different way of spinning it. But also like, I didn't know any of the people who were writing those. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. What I felt like was missed a lot is like, I never was able to see or really fully capture or understand who was writing some of these movies because that's the other side of it. That When I think about it, like old school, I love, yeah, as a movie, but Adam McKay was Is, the writer for that, yeah. and he also did Don't Look Up and he did Vice, which are two movies that I absolutely adore that are more recent. So for me, I wish I had spent a lot of time also getting to know the writers comedically that were an influence for me. And even to go back to Leprechaun just for a moment, mm-hmm. there are moments of this that are so subtly hysterical. I mm-hmm. think this movie is more comedy than it is horror. For sure, for sure. The, there's one part in this movie that I would watch on repeat that I think is subtly hysterical, is that the the leprechaun is attacking them. He's outside the house. They're all inside the house. They're like, all right, we got to get Jennifer Aniston to the Irish guy. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get her there? Well, they don't even, they just kind of all look about it and they say, I was like, well, I've, somebody says, I think like I've got a plan. And like she takes off in her Jeep and their plan is to throw shoes at this motherfucker (laughs) because he can't help himself but to polish them. And there is this look on Warwick's Davis, his face, where he's polishing one. He's like, oh, shit. And like he (laughs) polishes another one. And he's like, oh, no. And they've just got him pinned down there for like 10 minutes, like shining shoes. And I was like. This is hilarious. Like an insane amount, a comedic amount of shoes being thrown at a murderous leprechaun (laughs) and your strategy for keeping him there is to get him to shine shoes. That's fucking genius. And it's hilarious. Where does that even come from? I don't even know where that comes from. Like who who decided that that was a thing? I don't know. That is some type of leprechaun lore. That's the other part of this movie that they were like, fucking make it up. Like, yeah. What what kills a leprechaun? Four leaf clovers, of course. But that has to be based in something what? like true, right? Like I guess we wouldn't know. Like I don't know. I I, I don't know. Yeah, but, they just pulled it out of nowhere. Like well, leprechaun. But you're right, though. I mean, I, I feel the same way when it comes to music. Yeah. Right? Of there are so many components, and I, I I really like that you you brought that up. There are so many layers to yeah. what my favorite movies and like experiences are from movies, like the experiences that I get from movies. Yeah. But there are so many layers to what contributes to a really good movie and in the, and the experience of a yeah. movie that a lot of times we miss because we'll give the leads all the praise and all the glory, but then forget to like look into, it's kind of like music for me. Yeah. Like the, the artist is good, but what about the producer who made the track? You know what yeah. I mean? And like, what about the people who helped write the song? Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's so many different pieces to the things that I love. So I really enjoyed that you like you, you bought that piece up. Yeah. There's, there's a Marcus. I'm glad you brought up the music part of it mm-hmm. because for me, that's what I get with like, um, that's where my love of like 
underground hip hop comes mm -hmm. from because there's some like ways in which and and like and J. Cole does this well. And there are some artists like most deaf who do this really well, where they have a line where they make two words rhyme. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's just like, oh, yeah. shit. And there's yeah. a line from a, I was listening to, to most deaf today and he has a line on his on a song called hip hop where he goes, uh, my restlessness is my nemesis. And the way he delivers it, I'm like, ow, mm -hmm. fuck. Like, it's just so mm -hmm. it's so well done. Mm -hmm. I get the same way about jokes. So I'm like that. I can't even laugh at that because I'm just appreciating how funny it is. Yeah. That the setup was he shined shoes. <laughs> the payoff is there's a scene <laughs> where people so are throwing stupid. shoes at it. Like it's stupid, but it's just on another level. It's just so funny. Like, yeah. Yeah. so I love that shit. No, I think I think that that's a I think that that is a great point and what a great fucking tie in back in a leprechaun because you're right the the people that we love and the movies that they write they're not a soul it's not a solo thing no you know what I mean and so you should appreciate and you know we didn't find out two years later when people start doing these documentaries or flashbacks yeah. on the life of these people who had a hand in what like behind the scenes, like Pootie Tang, how many people like were fucking writing Pootie Tang that you really think you just give the lead credit or Chris Rock. And it's like, no, there's like Louis CK and there's all of these other oh, yeah. people that were like a part of making Pootie Tang what it was. Or if so, you think about yeah. like, um, like some of the fame, like some of the like comedians that we like now, like John Mulaney, mm -hmm. John Mulaney was a writer on SNL, like yeah. in, in the nineties as he was coming up. So it's like, Oh, He's funny because he's had so much time writing, like practicing writing a setup, a delivery, mm -hmm. like a punchline, like a payoff, like a premise and a payoff. Adam Sandler. There's yeah. so many. There's a reason why the, the they go on Eddie Murphy, like to an extent, like there's a reason why that the execution of the art is so is done so well for some of these people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, a, that's a really good point. Oh, that's a, well, yeah. That'd be yeah. great. Though. Um, anything else that you have to say about? Leprechaun. I don't know. We, we got Leprechaun and Pootie Tang, but you know, just we can leave it there. That's a great place to put it. <laughs> <laughs> both are both are nuts for very different reasons. Leprechaun and Pootie Tang. Leprechaun, That's the name of the episode. Leprechaun and Pootie Tang. Yep. Um. Well, great. As we said, don't pay for this. Stream it somewhere please, that's yeah, for don't. free because otherwise. You're gonna you're gonna want that four dollars for something. Just enjoy it with a friend. These these are good to rewatch to ro like watch how silly they are. Um, but yeah, if you really want to be a part of what we watch next, join the Patreon. Join the Patreon. Go to visit us on socials and stuff, and you know you can be a part of choosing what we watch next. I think we already got our next movie picked out, Hundo. We do. We have a Netflix movie called. You, you people, this. you people, yeah. You people. Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, mm -hmm. um, Louis, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, there's um, a lot. It's a it's an all star cast. So it's gonna be a Netflix be movie, so it'll come out on Friday. I'm pretty sure. So we'll watch that. Um, it's actually a movie packed uh coming up podcast wise. So it's you people on front this next week, and then the week after, it's a uh, knock at the cabin with uh, John oh, Batista. Jesus. And then we go Quantumania after that. Oh, by the way, it's not John Batista. It's, it's Dave Batista. It's Dave. I gave him the name John for some reason that I don't understand. It kind of looks like a John. I think I combined John Cena and Dave Batista. Oh, and I just yeah, overgeneralizing all the wrestlers. John the Rock Batista. We also have to do our bonus episode where we each defend. I've not forgotten oh, about God, this. God, that's right. Yeah, you the... gotta. Yeah, we gotta wait till Brian gets back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we will. Did we talk about that on air? Dude, we did, yeah, last week. Okay. So go back and listen to last okay, week. Yeah. Go back and listen ago, to yeah. last week. We will have a bonus episode, Patreon. On, well, bonus episode. I'm not going to say a Patreon. Bonus, we don't know a 
for the immediate future a yeah. Patreon exclusive. Patreon exclusive where each of us will defend the best wrestler turned actor. We will select our champion. We yeah. will say this is the reason why they are the best wrestler turned actor. Mm-hmm. And we will see who comes out on top. Yeah. Whoever does it, it gets to be Shazam. That's <laughs> so. <laughs> so they get to be the new Aquaman. That's the way it's gonna work. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Um, Marcus, anything that you would like to plug this week? Oh, you know what the deal is. Uh, first of all, I do want to plug the love nerds. All right. Although Brian is not here and he is on vacation, and Maggie is out on vacation, the family's out on vacation. Do you know how you can support them still? By visiting lovenerds.com. Okay. Ooh. That's T H E L O V E N E R D S dot com. So make sure you go in there. There's all types of recipes. There's all types of new skills that you can do. There's blogs, there's logs, there's links to new things. Make sure you visit thelovenerds.com. Absolutely. Then after you visit the love nerds, make sure you go to follow the mantra slash the dot spreadshirt um to get yourself some new gear that's coming out for valentine's day we will have two different versions of gear coming out all right and one will be the special edition noah valentine's day gear and then we will also have another um design out that'll be called my boo their ghost hugging and kissing um for valentine's day so (laughs) so don't forget to visit um style the mantra but don't forget to follow the mantra never offend it always humble absolutely uh we also want to plug this podcast so be sure to recommend us to a friend share us with those you uh think would enjoy it uh because the best way to share the love and help us uh get get more people to experience the podcast is to share us with other folks if you're feeling like you want to sign up for the patreon we've kind of plugged it throughout the whole episode but patreon.com slash films in black and white so be sure to check us out there um we kind of gave you a rundown of what's coming up. So we've got you people next week. We've got knock at the cabin the week after we've got quantum media after that. So there are some big movies coming. Don't miss it. Uh, and, but in the meantime, we do have a, a three step process to success. We do. Marcus, what's our first step? You want to make sure that you read a book. I'm sure somewhere along the way in Brian's journey, there's an audio book or some type of book being read. You just want to make read something. Doesn't really matter what you read, okay? Um, as as long as it's not like anything detrimental to the the human that you are, okay? So make sure yeah. you're reading shit that really fuels your soul and gives you purpose. But pick up a book and read a book. Absolutely. The second step is to, in addition to fueling your brain with some literature, be sure to fuel your body with some water. Drink some water, y'all, Like, and treat yourself to the fancy water every now and again because you know what? You've earned it. Um, And if you need a little pick-me-up, Bubbler has caffeine in their water, so you can pick yourself up that way too. Not more than a cup of coffee, so it's perfect. But drink some water. Stay hydrated. It's important. Um, You know, you can't drink juice all the time you gotta you gotta mix in that water every now and again because your body needs it yeah um, that's true yeah but the uh marcus last step yeah. to success what do you got the last step the last, the last step to success <laughs> is to wash that ass Please. okay you gotta wash that ass whatever it is you're doing don't stop doing if you washing that ass don't stop washing that ass if you haven't started start washing that ass um get a loofah whatever it is you need whatever you know get some witch hazel wipes really get in there really clear up some of that scarring and uh 
you know, wash your ass. Some scarring? Hey, man. Good? Hey, hey. <laughs> all right. Hey, no fissures. All I'm that other here. stuff. I'm hey, not man. here to kink shame, but hey, I have questions. Hey, hey, you asking too many questions, man. Okay. All right. We'll just leave yes, it there. Um, that does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. That's we right, will man. be back next week. Uh, but in the meantime and the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And mm-hmm. we'll catch y'all next week. You're goddamn right. <laughs> You're damn <laughs> skippy.